Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that's experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn-on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, aka without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the taboo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Taboo episode. I am joined by two people today. We have Vicky, as you all know. And we have Christine Renee, who is a former Taboo Institute student. And I am so excited to have her on here because she's gone through the whole Taboo world. And oops, I thought I turned all my notifications off. That's okay. We'll turn those off in a second. And now she's on the other end and beyond. And she is in the world working her magic, doing so many cool things. So Christine, I'm so pumped to have you here. And can you just take a moment to introduce your magical self and share a little bit more about what you do, who you help and all that jazz? Absolutely. I'm Christine Renee. I am the owner and founder of Reiki Cafe University. We are a now a six-figure company who really supports spiritual entrepreneurs and spiritual seekers and Reiki practitioners really kind of unfold their magic and um, in that really come into their powerful empowered self of being a practitioner. Like I really love supporting Reiki practitioners who want to take the next steps in their journey. And I, I think that's where, um, I, I shine. Like I just, I, I've come from a world of so many Reiki practitioners really struggling with the business side or really struggling with how to get their message and how to shine their light because, and they know they're so good at it. They're so good at raking the tools that they have, but they don't know how to take the next steps. And what we uncover is the limiting beliefs. We uncover the intrusive entities or objects that are stuck in their energy fields with shamanic tools. We dive into how to manifest and how to create abundance in your life and really how to get into alignment so that it can flow easily and abundantly. So that's all, that's me. Um, and I really, I, I love all of the things that taboo helped kickstart me. Like I definitely had a practice for many years. I had a full-time Reiki business, a brick and mortar Reiki business before the pandemic hit. I was seeing 15 to 20 clients a week. I had two apprentices who are shadowing me. I was teaching uh, a few times a month. Like I had that full-time practice that so many spiritual entrepreneurs strive for. And I've been there, done that. And I was like, you know what? That's exhausting. <laughs> That's a lot of work. There is an easier way to do this where you can help more people and shine your light more brightly and make a bigger, more positive impact in the world. And that's where taboo kind of like entered in. Like it was right 
Um, it was, I think I joined Taboo in about September of 2022, October of 2022. And it was, it was like, oh, that all of that hard work that I had set up, I knew that I wanted to go online, but what I was doing online, I was kind of doing the minuscule scale of what I was possible of. And then Taboo kind of like helped shine the light to go, you can make that a lot bigger. You can shine a lot brighter. You can do so much more than what your original vision was. And um, learning the tools and techniques from the Taboo Institute really helped me gain the confidence and the clarity to what I wanted to drive forward. So much more than what you've ever imagined, right? Right. Totally. So much more. I saw that from the very beginning. I love hearing your story. Now it's two years later. It was like October 2020 um, that you joined Tabwo. And I was uh I had the honor of being your transformation guide inside of that experience for at least the first year, anyway. And when I first received your student intake form upon enrollment, I saw your ultimate vision and mission, and you spoke of that. You mentioned it. And I wonder if there was still this like, is it possible kind of energy? <laughs> but I knew in your words and the way that you answered that question, what's your ultimate vision? You declared it then and there. And I always read student intake forms. And thankfully, we get this opportunity to like, like, I want to be Christine's TG. Or like, we get to like put in our request for who we would like to be paired with. And um, thankfully, it worked between you and I where we got paired together and I was so incredibly excited to be a witness to your growth, to be a someone in your corner who could really help bring your ultimate vision to life because having been a Reiki practitioner for years, like before coaches were coaches, I was a Reiki practitioner who coached, let's say, without even really knowing that that's what I was doing. And if I had had your mentorship, your guidance, if I'd had Reiki Cafe University way back then, and I was in my early 20s, I was a, um, a young practitioner, let's say, oh, how much I would have been able to mm, go beyond surviving. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt when I read your intake form. Every time I connected with you, it was like, we need to have more empowered healers in the world. And I remember, and even now when I speak of it, I feel like welling up in my eyes, like tears are welling up because I'm so incredibly passionate about this idea of, because I was the wounded here, I still am like recovering. <laughs> Ooh. And we need to be in our power. We need to stand for what it is that we believe in so that we can not only help to heal the heart of humanity, the collective heart, but be role models and advocates for other people's healing. And this is everything that you stand for. So one, being your TG has been an honor. Two, to witness your growth and the evolution of your company. I'm still like number one fan in your corner. And I love it. And I think that's why we, we paired so powerfully together is because I had the same, we had such unique, similar stories. Like I have been doing Reiki since I was 20 years old. I, you know, like it's been part of my life forever. I'm, and people look at me and they're, and 
I don't match the look and feel of other Reiki practitioners because I'm not 60 years old and having a business, right? Like I think I've so often we look at the Reiki industry itself and be like, okay, you're 50s and 60s, and this is what you do after retirement. And I'm trying to change the paradigm of going, no, 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 no. <laughs> we can we can be empowered. Um healers and this can be our career and we can make a real shift and and change in people's lives and we can do it now we don't have to wait until we're retired we can do it now and mix modalities and i love this i think this is one of my favorite nuggets golden nuggets from being a part of taboo is like let's mix it up let's throw out the box and i love that like let's not stay in the structure of what the industries of the past have given us let's recreate it let's make it our own and i'm all for that i'm like yeah let's ditch that box let's get ditch those restrictions that have been put upon us by the past and say you know what i'm going to do reiki coaching that's never been done before and it can totally work now we reiki cafe university has a course in reiki coaching because why not? Who says we can't do this? Right. And so I'm all for the let's mix modalities. Let's feel into our higher aligned selves and go, what's the magic that we want to create today? And I feel like I got so much support from Taboo and especially Vicky, like, oh, my God, you were just um, what I needed exactly when I needed it. And you always kind of like pushed me further, like you push those comfort zones and going, OK, what are you up against now? <laughs> And let's like shatter those glass ceilings. And that's what I needed. I I, re I remember there was a time of going like, I think you were asking me about what are we going to do for your, you know, winter 2021 launch? Like, what is that going to look like? And I go, well, it should, I could guess I could do my three month program again. And you were like, um, no, <laughs> you know, Vicky was like, uh, you can do more than that. It's time to like step it up and like do the bigger program. And so I did, I did a seven month program called chakra clairvoyant coaching certification. And we took all of the things that I love teaching and we built it into one program and I launched it. It was super successful. And I was like, what did I just do? What did I just create? What did I just get myself into? And we had a beautiful cohort of students and they all walked away having powerful experiences. And we grew, we grew from like that first um, pulling in like the coaching pieces and the shamanic pieces and all the things that I love teaching and tried it out and we beta tested it. And, and what we found out was like, whoa, this is, this isn't even big enough. We had to actually break the program apart into we now have Reiki coaching and shamanic Reiki practitioner training, and they're each at least like five and a half to seven months because trying to smash them together into one course was just, it wasn't a big enough container. And so I wouldn't even had discovered longer term programs. And what I recognize is like, this is where I thrive. I love holding space in a container for a good amount of time. Like I want a good six months with people because that's when really you can see trans transformation start to shift. And I think Taboo had got that figured out. Like they knew that six months wasn't enough. Nine months. Okay. Now we're starting to make the, the corner and okay, 12 months. Here we go. Let's do this. Right. And so I think that I was held in a container. And when I signed up for Taboo, it was still a six month program. And then it became a nine month program. And then it came a 12 month program. Like <laughs> I'm in for all of it. Like I'm totally in. And I was definitely one of those students that I showed up and I highly recommend, like, if you are going to do taboo, show up, 
go to the calls. I don't know how many times I tell uh, my co-students, I'm like, did you go to the calls? Like if you just take advantage of the opportunity to meet with your TGs and show up for the calls and get the support, you can really start to shift, but you've got to be able to be willing to be vulnerable and going, oh, there is some resistance there. I'm going to get curious about why do I hesitate getting on the calls or why do I hesitate doing this portion of the work or this module, right? And when we can get curious about like, what's the resistance there, then we can start making shifts happen. And I love that. And I love that you have this really beautiful container of not just one TG, but like a whole like all of the students and all of the TGs that are really like there to support you and hold you up in that space of going, you're in a safe container to do the work and to shed what no longer is serving you so that you can really um, transform and come out on the other side is like, I'm now an aligned, empowered healer and whatever, and, and whatever modality that you're working on. There's just so much goodness in here. <laughs> I'm like, where do I even begin in terms of like pulling? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me think. First of all, I think there's something huge about your level of devotion when you enter a container, because a lot of people think like, oh, if I sign up for this thing or enroll in it, like that's going to change my life. That's going to create the results. And that's just not true. Um, you need to actually show up and commit to yourself, commit to your journey and, Yes, especially when it feels edgy or there's that resistance. And so I just honor you and witness you big time because you were one of those students who time and time again, you were always showing up. And even like when even in the back end, because we do a lot of tracking of students and like where they're at. And I was always like checking in and seeing like where you were at, what you were up to. And it just goes to show that, yeah, of course there's bumps along the way. Of course we're going to doubt ourselves, but over that span of time, when you continue to commit and say yes to your craft, to your soul calling, it is going to pay off and you are going to see the results that you desire. And I actually pulled up your intake form, um, <laughs> just to like, look at it and see, and Oh my gosh. I know that so much has probably shifted and changed since then. So like it's, I, I just am getting like a kick out of scrolling through it and just seeing what it says. And also like Vicky said, you've declared what it is that is your calling and your mission and you're living it now and you're doing it now. And so, um, I would love to hear a little bit more too about, because I know a lot of people listening to this right now, they're, on that edge where they can do like the thing that's comfortable. They can do the thing that like they're good at, or they think is proven or whatever it is. But then there's like something else that's calling to them, something else that's speaking to them. And they're like, Oh, I so desire that. And I want it, but, 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 and like all these things coming up. And so can you share a little bit in terms of when you were in Taboo, Taboo Institute and even now beyond, like as you're, you're saying, you're continuing to grow Reiki Cafe and university and it's going, you know, it's getting even bigger. And so how do you say yes and lean into those edges? And even when it's scary, but you know that that's where you're being called to go, because I think that so many people would value uh, any advice or inquiries or things to think about when it comes to doing that. Absolutely. So I think for me, like, and Reiki Cafe University, we have such a chakra emphasis. Like that's the backbone of our programs is like, let's move through the chakras for healing. And 
where I see a lot of work where really people start to pivot is in the solar plexus. And that is all about identity level, right? So you can look at it from the logical levels of change, or you can look at it from the chakras, but that's the pivotal, like, let's shift our internal belief systems, like shift our internal identity and watch that negative self-talk, like let's rewrite the script. And that is really where the magic happens, both when I was in the taboo and after, and as I support my students, it's when we can go, you know what? The divine inspiration that showed up, showed up for a reason. It showed up for me for a reason. Therefore, I'm inherently worthy of that divine inspiration. Therefore, I must be a child of God or a divine spiritual creation or however, whatever language you want to use for that. But when we know, like we know, like we know that we are worthy of our desires, when we're worthy of the things that magically show up in our life, then things begin to shift. When we have the back end, like our subconscious, just feeding us negative self-talk that really has been crafted and, and, uh, you know, impeding in from our early childhood and those get neglected. That's when we stay stuck. We have to go, what was the messaging that I received as a child around money, around prosperity, around having fun, around playing, around whatever it may be, right? Because I grew up as um, my father was an entrepreneur and he was a workaholic. He made good money. You know, we were middle class, but he worked 60 hours a week. So that whole work hard for money thing really had to be really, really had to be, uh, eliminated and rewritten and really come into a different script of money can come easily and frequently. I don't have to work hard for money. I can work five hours a day and make 10 key months. Like I had to rewrite the script. And when the script feels easy, or like you get too comfortable, you need to start going, oh, well, there, there's my glass ceiling. I got my comfort zone again and push it. So now it's like, okay, 10K months, fine. I can do that now. But now, okay, if it's gotten comfortable, let's push it. Let's make it 20K. And knowing when it's time to start shifting, because, you know, if we, we jump too far too quickly, it, it's like, we can't cross that bridge. It's too hard. It feels too much. And so like, I love chunking it down, but it always, always comes down to our identity levels of how we see ourselves and where did those scripts come from and getting curious about those and how can we heal those inner child traumas where, where we can start unraveling it to go, I can, I can be exactly who I am, regardless of what my parents think, regardless of what my childhood best friend thought or whatever it might be for you individually. And when we can do that, then we start coming into our aligned higher self, that zone of magic that the taboo calls it, or what Gay Hendricks called the zone of genius. Like when we can come into that state more often, then, then it can just flow then it can just flow. We don't have to stress about it. And I think it all comes down to our self-care rituals on a daily basis. You know, like when we chunk it all the way down, what are we doing on a daily basis to get into alignment? Are we, and that can be different for everyone. I think that's what people forget is that just because meditation might work for me, it might be exercise for you. And it could be 
that um, running a, a trail or doing mountain climbing or um, baking in the kitchen or doing a, a dance with your kids. Like it doesn't matter the what, like what the actual activity is, as long as it helps get you synced up and into alignment and going, I'm worthy of that space. I'm worthy to be in that zone. I'm worthy to be in that vortex, you know, like of where the magic resides. And when we can know, like, you know, like, you know, it's coming back to that identity level, that solar plexus level going, I'm worthy of this. And no one can tell me otherwise. I deserve this. I'm worthy of this. I love myself so completely and so fully that I get to make magic. And oftentimes, even now, when I do my, I, I do a shamanic manifesting altar and I'll meet with my guides and my guides are like, oh, you can ask for more like 50,000 or 150,000. It's going to be just as easy. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Okay. So now we've got, I'm bringing in and downloading new tools and techniques that are more in alignment with what our offerings are. So like the shamanic manifesting grid, like that's some high level shit. Like, and I love it. I love, love, love it. Now I'm going to like, I'm working with my power animals. I'm working with my spirit guides. I'm working with the celestials and really bringing in their magic to help me manifest my goals and dreams. So it's like, what works for you? What works for me might work for me. And that's fantastic. But what is it going to be for you? It can be individualized. And I think that's my biggest message I tell my students and um, the clients is like, we don't have to do the five-step method. We don't have to do the 10-step strategy that is your branding or whatever it is, like what we see online from all those business coaching gurus, like, oh, they drive me crazy because I'm like, just because it worked for them does not mean it's going to work for you, especially as a spiritual entrepreneur. Like we need to start from scratch and go, actually, What's going to help you get in alignment? Like I can tell you the five things that has worked for me for my business, but let's start underneath that. Do you feel worthy of this? Do you feel worthy of calling this in? And what do you do to get into alignment? What does that look like? Okay, let's get curious there. Let's start there. I've got a student and, and she, um, she really just wants to know what to do. Like, just tell me the steps. And, you know, she, every time she goes, what are the steps? I go, well, what, what, right? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm pulling my hair out. I'm like, well, what was the thing that helped you? What helped you get into alignment to call on the clients? She's like, well, I walked this week. I'm like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. Your morning walk is the thing. Uh, so can you do that? Can you commit to doing that every day? And like, let's see if there's a connection, right? Yeah. There was a, a hit and miss kind of like guesswork thing that I tried to do early on in my career. Like, oh, so all those clients just like randomly appeared. What did I do? You know, it's like, and whether, and it used to be something that I'd done two weeks ago and it took that long for like the, from the point of that catalyst to the unfolding of the, like the actualization of the event or the sign up. Um, and then it used to be like two days and then all of a sudden two hours. And I had to keep on revisiting like, is it something I did two weeks ago? No, fuck. I only did that two weeks ago. Now this has to be an explicit episode, doesn't it? I totally swore. That's okay. Whatever. Every episode I think is explicit. I think I throw the F-bomb in at least once an episode. I'm good for that. So it's always explicit. Yep. Take the box. We got our first fuck. Um, the, the idea of that didn't kick in for me until later on. 
So it used to be a hit and it's like, oh, cool, magic, something happened. I got a sign up. I don't know how that happened. But when you become conscious of what actions you took, and that's another solar plexus functionality, right? It's like, what am I doing? And how am I being that was a catalyst for those kind of results? Being conscious about that process is like, hmm. That's power in my hands as a practitioner, as a business owner, for sure. That's a lot of what we discover and explore inside of bio- Biology of Manifestation, which is a course that I think, Christine, you could have co-written with me because of what you know. <laughs> There's a few courses I'm like, I could have written this with Vicky. That would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I must have channeled you through a part of that. Anywho, thoughts. I would love to ask you, knowing that there was a, a range of modalities that you learned inside of the Tapu Institute, ooh, I'm curious, which were those ones that you had a love-hate relationship with and still to this day are like, damn it, I still use that thing. <laughs> for me, it's NLP. I don't know what that is for you. I'm like blowing the NLP. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is presuppositions? I'm just going to channel it and just ask the questions <laughs> because it's easier for me. Right. So I would say like the, um, anything that I had to think too hard on was really a struggle. Like I'm such, um, an intuitive, like a channeler medium type person where I'm like, there's a structure to how to do this. That kind of goes against, um, my natural abilities. But when I could just go to the four realms, for example, and have all of the questions, I was like, oh, this relates to this chakra and this relates to this chakra. And now I can play because it's now my zone of genius. (laughs) Right. So I kind of had to take what it was and kind of fold it into what I was, what my comfort zone was. And then it was easier to get on board with. But um, yeah, I would say that there's a lot of, a lot of the pieces felt really natural, like embodying metaphors, like that is my cup of tea, right? Because it, well, it goes hand in hand with shamanic work, right? You're, you're getting into the subconscious and you're seeing things symbolically. So that was, that was like easy peasy. I could do that all day long. And I use it all the time um, in the structure of embodying metaphors, right? And, but then there's ones where it's like, okay, how are they asking questions? How can I bring this back to them? How can I learn that way? And um, I think it, it took a little time to get comfortable with it, but now I'm using it right now. I'm using it subconsciously. Like, I don't even know that I'm using it and I'm doing it. So, and I think that just comes with practice. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, and that's why coming to the calls and coming to the practicums are so important. If you're going to screw up, do it inside the container that's safe to do it in. And I think that's um, so important. It's so important to come to the practicums, come to the calls, because I would much rather screw up 10 times with practice students than fumble through a session with an actual client. And if you fumble through 10 times with a co-student, guess what? By, by that time, then you're going to show up for a client call and you're going to rock it. You're not, you're, their fear is, is not, is not going to be there. And the confidence is going to show up for you to just be like, I'm just going to flow with this and see how it goes. And, um, I was always, pleasantly surprised at how easy it was to do the the actual coaching calls once they had practiced it. You know, I showed up for the practicums, you practice it, you practice it. And it, it comes again, once again, it's like, if you're hesitant to that, like, 
what it, what, it, what about it is showing up for you? I think so many, and like what's coming through is like so many of us have a witch wound, like past life stuff. That's like, I say anything, I'm going to be killed. <laughs> I'm going to be burned at the stake. Or I'm going to be hung. And I'm like, we, I definitely had a witch wound. And I think so many of us have where it's like, if we speak our truth, we're going to be shut down. And whether it was this lifetime or another lifetime, we need to explore that and go, is it worth being quiet this lifetime? Is it worth it? And oftentimes, most of the time, almost always, the answer is like, no, it's not worth being quiet. They can't kill me this lifetime. I always tell myself, they can't kill me this lifetime. I'm going to show up all loud and proud <laughs> and exactly who I am because they can't kill me this time. So here that. I am. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's so important to have that playground, like you were saying, just to be, to practice, to even, even if you are a masterful, masterful practitioner, and you've even done like a version of the tool or technique we're talking about. Cool. How can you make it your own? How can you like mix it with something else and like take it that much further? And so it, those practicum calls and the calls in general get to be that area for you to practice to like, like that um, experimentation area for you to see like, how does this pair together? Ooh, yikes, like explosion. Like, okay, like maybe, maybe I'll do like less of this and more of this next time or whatever. And so I think that that's so, so important. And, um, it's funny because I love how Vicky's like, yeah, NLP is like one of those things that I, I secretly love. Like I hate it at first, but I love it, but no one would ever guess that I was an NLP fan because like I'm Vicky and I'm magical, like, and, <laughs> and so in touch with the spiritual realms and blah, blah, blah. Um, but what's so cool is you can take NLP and the principles and you can get woo way off the deep end with it if you want to and so um yeah it's very multi-dimensional and it's really cool how our students are able to just take it and run with it so i'd love to hear even more too about any modalities from taboo that uh you have taken and really made it your own or yeah just anything that you want to share that's sparking from that question what really comes through is the smart goals like on the surface it is so like black and white and logical yes. and rational right and what i what i've done oftentimes is i'll put them in a meditation and do a guided meditation throughout the whole thing like let's not even have their logical mind be a part of it let's just put them we'll do some um like future envisioning and put them out into their goal like six months out from now and we'll work our way backwards but it's going to be on the timeline technique Right. So we're kind of popping in. And, and so I'm taking all of the notes and they can stay in the meditative state the whole time, because when I talk to their logical brain, I'm just going to get stuff that I don't want anyway. <laughs> I love it. Right? Let's just talk to your uh, higher self, your aligned self and not even engage the brain. And so I can take smart goals and future envisioning and bring it to pair them together in such a beautiful way and such an empowering way where I don't need an necessarily like, what are you going to do? Well, we can just drop in and go, what are the things that we are doing to make manifest this now? And so that can be super fun. And, and it's a way to take a technique that's very masculine and make it super feminine, very flowy and open and just it's all about getting curious and discovering what's going to show up. Right. So that's probably my favorite, um, like very NLP thing that I kind of like <laughs> make into a meditation. 
That is incredible. I was not expecting you to say that at all. And I love that even more because it just goes to show how like, I mean, a lot of people listening to this probably have heard of smarter, smarter goals before, and it can be so different than how it's presented. And like, that's where I get so turned on and excited is like taking the boring mundane shit and really infusing the magic and like going to another level with it. So I love that you're like, no, I don't even want to talk to your, your conscious, rational brain. Like, I'm not going to like what I hear. Let's talk to your higher self. Those are where the good answers are. And that makes so much sense. And it's just so beautiful. So I love that. Yeah, it's very, it's fun. And it's, it's for my clients who are all particular, most of my clients are Reiki practitioners or else they're very in the woo woo world. Like it's a way to get them to do goals without knowing they're doing goals. <laughs> the way that you have taken, um, I feel like it's like a left right brain uh, dance that you have developed, taking what could be the mundane. And what you were saying about smarter goals, the logical stuff, even when you were a student learning, it's like, yeah, no, I have to think too much about that. It's like you did a little dance and your right side of your brain was like, how can I play here? And then the left side of the brain's like, hmm, let's think about it. And the right brain's like, no, let's just dance. So you have created your own unique methodology. You always have done. Bringing in the Tabwoo Institute teachings, modalities, would you say it has enhanced your craft, um, helped you understand your craft more? What has it been for you? Your well, studies has made what different? It Well, it was a huge catalyst. I, I think it was, I didn't have a lot of um, specifics. I didn't have specific techniques that I necessarily used so it gave me a Rolodex to choose from, even though I was infusing Reiki into it. And even though I was infusing shamanic techniques with it, but I still didn't have like, Oh, I can do anchoring or I can do questioning or I can do embodying metaphors. Like I didn't have the skill set to really start from like, even though I've been doing Reiki for 20 years now, Reiki is Reiki. (laughs) I love it. And it's beautiful. and It's wonderful. But a Reiki session ultimately is a 16 minute container where you're just sending energy. There is no communication. There is no like activating actions at the end there. And so now we get to play in a space of, oh, well, I'm noticing that this chakra is out of alignment. What limiting belief is there? And let's get curious about that. And then, oh, look, I have all these techniques to support me and helping you dissolve this limiting belief. Right. And so things have really shifted because the Reiki session is no longer the Reiki session. Now it's Reiki coaching. Now it's like discovering, Oh, there's this, uh, with the shamanic work, it's like when I find those intrusive objects and those can be, um, arrows or spears or, um, ropes or cords. When you find those things, there is almost always eliminating a belief attached to it. Otherwise you wouldn't have an energetic weakness in your energetic field. Right. So it didn't matter if I was doing shamanic Reiki or if I was doing a Reiki coaching session, it gave me the tools to communicate 
how to do a further healing and a deeper dive into the session. Because if those limiting beliefs still reside, if they're still there, guess what? Your, your energy field is still going to be weak. It's still going to get more darts thrown at it. It's going to still have that, um, that layer that needs to be healed or else you're just going to have a repeat. Right. And so when we, I learned the techniques from taboo, it gave me a framework to kind of go, aha, <laughs> here's the limiting belief. And now I know what to do with it. So whether that was in a, a Reiki coaching session or a shamanic session, both ways we're dealing with the limiting beliefs. And that's ultimately what most people are looking for. That's where the transformation resides. Once we can get rid of the limiting belief and we work on the, that identity level and we can bring in the future forecasting and we can envision our desired reality, that's where the transformation resides. And so I think I didn't have, I didn't have all the tools that I needed to really catal catalyze my business. And that is really what shifted. I needed some further techniques. Like I was a really amazing Reiki practitioner and teacher for many years. Like I can say that solidly, but I wanted more. I desired something bigger and I wanted to support my students in my community at a different level. And so I could do, I could definitely do Reiki sessions all day, but ultimately what I noticed is that they keep coming back for the same thing over and over and over again, because they still got the limiting belief that's triggering them that needs to be worked on. Mm -hmm. sustainable transformation is what I'm hearing from you now and having been a practitioner who in the days where things weren't sustainable for me or my clients there was a lot of burnout there was a lot of perpetual things occurring sustainable change means yeah that's when we get to progress that's when our futures look different the gift that you are offering to your students, to your community, because all of your students are also going out and then impacting their clients, supporting their clients and making sustainable change. Oh, what you are doing, the not just the work that you've put in time-wise, but the work that you have done within mm -hmm. is having massive ripple effects. I have goosebumps still to this day, two years later, celebrating this with you. Thank you on behalf of humanity for the work that you are doing in the world. Oh, I love it. And I feel like I'm finally like doing my passion and purpose to the capacity that I want to be. And it's continuously unfolding. It's continuously expanding. And now we teach Reiki in a completely different way. Like if you come into Reiki Cafe and you want to learn Reiki, well, guess what? It's no longer the one day, seven hour workshop. No, no, no. You're going to get to be a part of seven month experience. You get to learn all of the Reiki pieces while you dissolve your limiting beliefs, while you learn coaching techniques so that when you do have a practice, you're coming in with the school, the tool set to really influence and um, change people's ideas of way, the way they look at their life. Like I'm, I'm no longer available for the repeat sessions of working on the same thing over and over again. Like we need, we need fundamental change and we need people to realize that they're worthy of it. And so often people don't believe in that they're worthy of the self-care and, um, taking time to do, to do the work, like they, especially as women who are like, 
our value is based upon us as a wife or us as a mother or us as a sister. And so we are totally in this productivity mode where we give and give and give and give so that we can feel worthy of ourselves and our energy. And it's like, oh, like, can we just shatter that model, please? And just say, I'm worthy because I'm here. I'm showing up and I'm worthy to do the work. And I'm worthy of the five minutes it takes to do a meditation or to do my journaling or to dance in the shower, whatever it may be. It's just, I, we have to get to that place of, I, I am inherently worthy because I'm alive. I'm worthy of my breath and I'm worthy of the work. Mm-hmm. And I just love that we each in our own way, get to share that with others. Yes. Uh, so beautiful. Thank you for all this. I feel like there's this undercurrent in your messaging of just owning the worthiness. And I think that is so, so beautiful because a lot of the times behind the scenes or recently we've been talking all about that wounded healer and that wealthy healer. And there's like that worthiness piece in it that is so, so huge. And it's like you were saying, it's not like the structure or the strategy, all those things are helpful, but like, do you feel worthy? And do you feel like, yes, I deserve this. And that's, that's where like the deepest work is and where the change happens. So I love that thread. I'm kind of going to change gears a little bit because I think that you are a huge possibility portal for so many people who are listening to this right now. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about what we call your aligned and abundant business model. So your marketing methods and your offerings, because one of the things that we're very passionate about, as you know, is like, we're not like, okay, um, everybody's going to have a four week program and then they're going to have a six month program. And like, this is how you become successful. No, our students have done every kind of offering, every kind of marketing. And I just love showing people what's possible uh, because sometimes we see the same things like out in the world over and over again. We think we have to fit into that mold. And so a reminder for everyone listening, just because Christine did it this way doesn't mean you have to do it, but it's just showing you what's available. And for our listeners who are like keyed into our taboo lingo, um, off the top of your head, do you know what your realm coding is, or at least what your primary realm and secondary realm is so that innate taboo type, just so people can kind of like have an idea. Believe it or not, I am a matter of knowing. <laughs> as your primary? As my primary with wind and chaos as my secondary. Oh, damn. Right? So I surprise a lot of people because okay. I mean- you have to realize too, like when I'm on a podcast recording or when I'm in front of the camera, I'm in my zone of genius and I turn everything on. Like yeah. my personal, it, it totally expands. And this is where I shine the most. Right. So this is what works for me. Right. Yeah. So even if you're like, oh, I'm matter knowing, and I have to have my to-do list. Uh-huh. Right. Um, knowing what gets you, um, what's that, what's that thing that really helps you shine. And I think that's it. It's like, we have to know, like for me, I will do a podcast or a video teaching or going live any day over writing a blog or an email. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that is what works for me. Like even, um, it's, it's kind of knowing what we're, what we are good at and delegating and knowing when it's time to, to delegate the pieces that aren't in alignment and they're just tedious tasks that, or they feel like tedious tasks too, but there's someone out there where it's in their zone of genius. Right. Yep. Yeah. 
Totally. And so, um, so that means that you are the sage taboo type. And honestly, like I can totally, I can see that even though you have this very misty depthy work that you do. And what's so interesting too, is just because you do the misty depthy type of work doesn't mean that you necessarily, um, yeah, present or speak or have a business model that's going to match that. So I think that that's so fascinating and interesting. And so, um, what has been like really successful for you in the previous or recent launches that you've done? What's been working for you to attract your most soul aligned dream clients into your programs? So I, I definitely have kind of found a model that works for me and I have tried a lot of models in the beginning. And when I just said, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this my way. Um, that's when it started working. And my way really was, I'm going to do one, like we have a normal podcast that goes out every Monday at, on Reiki cafe radio. And so we would do a podcast recording or a live workshop with a follow-up email about like, come to this free event. So I was there very workshop based where it was like, I'm going to do a live Uh, my, well, let's say like how to meet your spirit guide or whatever it was. I'm going to do a workshop. I'm going to get everyone into the workshop. So I love using Crowdcast as my webinar platform because it collects people's emails and you don't need a big email list. You need to connect and develop relationships with people. So that was where it was for me. So by getting people onto a webinar doing the webinar and then having a really good follow-up strategy. So we would typically do like three webinars, like one webinar each week with an email going, come to the event for free. And then a follow-up email for everyone who attended and just following up with all of those people. That is what, what we've done and what has worked. And what it means is that you don't need a huge list. You don't need a huge audience. Like I only have 3000, less than 3000 people on my email list. I have about 3,500 people in my Facebook group when it, that might sound a lot, but not like these other people that we follow or they're like, they've got 60,000 followers. I can't compete with that. Well, it doesn't matter because it's all about relationship based. So we're making sure we follow up with them afterwards. What was your top takeaway? I'll message them on Facebook messenger or an Instagram and just say, how, what, how was that workshop for you? What was your top takeaway? Are you curious about the next steps and having conversations? I'm also a big fan of sales calls, primarily because I know I shine in front of a camera, <laughs> right? So it's knowing what works for me. It's not going to be the sales email. The sales email will be the email. And I've got, you know, I found a, a good script to go off with now. I found my groove with it. But it's not the same as getting on a call with purple and getting on a call with a person and really getting curious about what is their, what is their struggle? How are they with the world? Where did they want to go? What is their desired reality? And just taking five minutes to get to know someone and showing that you care and going, and then what I love to do is going, well, is this program a match for them? Because oftentimes it's what I what I'm, what I thought I was going to sell was not what I'm actually selling. Right. And so then I can say, you know, actually, I think that, you know, my manifesting and breaking and manifesting abundance course would actually be ideal for you. Or, 
you know, I love that you're interested in the Reiki coaching, but I think you already know a lot of those techniques. I think you need to wait for the shamanic Reiki practitioner training because it's going to be more advanced to where you're at, you know? And so I love sales calls because then I stick them in a spreadsheet. I can follow up with them every few months. They they're I'm creating a relationship. Like today I did a Facebook live. We had 20 people on that Facebook live and I did 15 chakra Reiki readings and an hour. That was insane. But what I did was I figured out everyone and in individuals potent healing priority. And they have already con energetically connected with me. Right. And so it doesn't have to look like what everyone else does. It's like, what turns you on? What gets you excited? How are you best presented? And for me, that sales calls, webinars, doing the lives, and doing it fairly consistently. So like even right now, I'm not launching anything, but I did that live today just to connect with people's energy because I can say, hey, you want to learn this technique? We're going to be launching this course next month. And so keep your eyes open. It's coming out soon, right? So it's that consistent engagement, that consistent caring, because oftentimes um, we see so many people just do these strategies, but there's not any relationship. So like, our marketing is almost zero. You know, I think I spend maybe a thousand to $2,000 a year. And we had six figures in sales last year. We had, we made like just Ooh. at a hundred thousand, right? So this isn't necessarily like you have to have Facebook ads or Google ads. I don't, I don't really do ads. <laughs> like I rarely ever do ads because every time I look at it, I get frustrated and I want to pull my hair out and I think I'm just wasting my money. Right. <laughs> Right. So often. And I'm like, I don't understand this. This is not my zone of genius. And until I really find the person that I can trust going, you understand who I am and what my audience is, you're not actually going to help me. So there's a lot of Facebook ad people out, but if they don't understand who my ideal audience is, I'm not going to attract them anyway. So mm. it's like having the people, um, having that, that those really consistent things that you're, you're driving people into your webinars or your Facebook group, getting their emails, doing all of that work in the background, having a freebie that you're attracting with. But for me, like, I don't want 60 people in my courses. I don't want, um, to have really big things. Like I love teaching 15 to 20 students at a time. Like I know that is where my magic shines and that's kind of my capacity, even with assistance and, and things like, I don't really want to grow bigger than that because I want to be the one who's teaching some. Right. And so it's knowing that knowing like, this is where my comfort zone is. And this is where, where I get a, I get a homeschool during the day and I get to teach classes in the evenings. And I get to do what I want to do. I get to live the life that I want to leave. And my dream doesn't have to match someone else's. So I don't, I don't dream about the big mansion on the hill, or I'm like, I'm dreaming about chickens and goats and having a garden and homeschooling, right? Like we each get to individually choose what our desired reality is, and it doesn't need to match someone else's. And so you got to figure out what your dream is. And what you, how you enjoy sharing your truth, your light, your magic. And that is, that is what's going to bring in the clients. Yes. Oh, so much yes to this. And this was another thing that was coming up behind the scenes that I've mentioned on another interview with a student is like, 
we are such a stand for helping people figure out like, what is their dream? What is their deep desire? And how can you achieve that? Because I think there is very much a, like, this is how success looks in the industry. And so we're like, fuck that. Unless that's your truth. If that's your truth. Amazing. Like we want to support you in going there and more power to you. But like, I was just going to ask you, like, what is your dream? What does excite you? And I think that it just, again, possibility portal and giving people permission that they don't have to want the mansion on the hill. They can, if you want that amazing, but if you want your chickens and like, whatever, then fuck yeah, let's manifest those chickens. Um, so (laughs) I love that so, so, so much. And I also love that actually everything that you were sharing is very matter and knowing in terms of like, you know, the webinar and the sales calls or whatever, but but it's you and it's not doing the webinar and the sales calls in the way that like, you know, the quote unquote bro marketers tell you to. And so I think that sometimes we can feel like, well, I don't want to do a fucking webinar. If you don't want to, that's totally cool. But you also don't have to do a webinar the way that you've maybe seen or experienced webinars in the past and it gets to be your way. So all of this, I'm just loving how much you have just not even, yeah, you've just made it completely your own. And you're like, this is what I want, like dropping all the rules, dropping all the shoulds and I'm going after it. And, um, I think that's like the number one strategy, quote unquote, for success. It's just that so many people are afraid of even going there. Like what, what do I really want? Or they don't even know what they want. So they can't even get past that point. And so, um, for listeners right now, the invitation is like, what do you really desire? And maybe even in listening to this, you can check in and feel like, Ooh, what Christine said, like, Ooh, there's something sparking in me. Like, is that exactly what I want? Yes. Or no, like it's this flavor or Ooh, what she's saying? Like, mm-mm, like I'm getting like a, uh-uh, and that's okay too. Like, that's great because it's leading you and helping you, but really tuning in and figuring out like, is it because you should want that or is it actually your true desire? So, oh, so much. Yes. There. And last year was really magical. Like me stepping fully into the programs and launching the way I wanted to launch, like all of that felt easy. And I think when I was launching, according to someone else, it felt hard. It felt, um, like I had to do this and I should do these things versus like, I'm not going to actually, I only need five sales emails because I'm going to be doing these workshops and I'm going to be promoting the workshops. Right. So I don't need to actually do as much work. I'm going to actually make it easier on myself. And now we've got wait lists and we have, you know, we have these things where it, it just, I know people are paying attention. And because I've developed relationships with my audience over the last year or two, it's like, they're, they will have it tucked in the back of mind. They put it on their vision board. I want to take Reiki coaching with Reiki Cafe University. And then I'm like, okay, we're open for a moment. She's like, oh, it's perfect timing now. And I'm like, great. Right. And I think last year too, you know, like I've had this dream of moving into a co-housing facility. You see them in Europe all the time. And it's like, I want one here in my hometown of Bozeman, Montana. And there's now one being developed. And last year I was like, I need $90,000 in this year of pandemic. And I, you know, I stated it to the universe, like, I'm going to make this happen. And I remember there was one at one point, like I need to put down my down payment. And I was $10,000 short. And I just said to the universe, I'm like, I need $10,000 of unexpected income, like right now. And it did, it showed up. I got a check that week for $9,600. And right. right. And it's because it's like that vision was there. I'm in alignment. I'm doing the things. And, and like, 
it's happening. It's all coming into place exactly the way I've envisioned it. I've spent so many years holding the vision for the living space that I ultimately wanted to live in. And now it's coming to happen. Like the down payment is made. I got the unit I want. There's the goats, there's the chickens, there's the garden. There's like going to be the communal meals five nights a week. So I don't have to figure out what I'm making for dinner for everyone every day, you know? So it's, it's hold the vision. Like, even if it's a big vision, stick it on your vision board, you know, meditate on it. Don't give up. Like it has taken me 15 years to create that and to pull together $90,000 during the pandemic. When I didn't know what that, like, I didn't have all the pieces. I I'm just, I'm astounded. Like, I still don't know how it actually happened. Like I can see that I paid the bill, (laughs) but I don't know. I'm like, how did I, how did that happen? I don't, I don't really know. And so I give thanks and I give gratitude and, um, I continuously expect more miracles to show up. And so, you know, your framework has changed. That's it. Expectation. Like Mm -hmm. expectation is more than a a belief for a wishful thing. It's like, no, no, I 100% expect when you said universe 10 grand, I need that now (laughs) because you are inherently worthy and you know that Mm -hmm. the expectation was a no arguments, no bribing the universe. It's like, now, please, this has got to happen. You expected it to happen. You held the vision and you had people in your world who helped you to hold the vision whether it's been your co-students in Taboo, whether it's been Taboo team members, whether it's been outside mentorship and colleagues that you have been in relationship with as well. I think it's important to also, yes, have expectation. The self-fulfilling prophecy is legit, a phenomenon, and have people around you who support your vision, who will help you to hold it. Yeah. Yeah. There has been a lot of time going delete on Facebook or, you know, like if my feed is not in alignment with my energy, you just, you just don't, you just don't get exist. And I think a lot of people shut down their accounts during COVID and they did all these things because it was so full of negativity. And, but that's a choice. You know, you choose what you expose yourself to. And so you can hit the unsubscribe and you can hit the delete button anytime. And I think people need to remember that they have that power to say, if it's even someone in your life to go, I'm not, I'm not available to hear your negativity and I'm not available to continuously have this experience over and over again and have those energetic boundaries there so that you're, you're in control of your own energetic system. And then when you have all, you attract those new cheerleaders into your life, right? We, I want to have friends who have goals. If my friends don't have goals, uh, It's not going to last very long. Like I want to be with people who are striving for something. And those are the type of people I want to hang out with and be around and have online support groups with, because if I'm not with them and I'm just hanging out with a bunch of people who are complaining about their husbands and their kids and their lifestyle and all of the things like, well, that's just, it's energetic trash and I'm not available for it. Mm, so you're expecting to be available. You're expecting the universe to give you those circumstances, the relationships that help you to thrive in the world. And you're being really clear about what you are available for, what you're not. You are such an inspiration, definitely a possibility portal for many of us in the world and including our listeners, including the team of Tapu. 
thank you so much for sharing your world with us today. I would love to ask so that our listeners, I'm always going to be following you, so that our listeners can see where you are in the world, in the online space, so they can learn more about you. Where can we find you? Where would you like to play and develop relationships? I would say my main online playground is my Facebook group, which is Reiki Cafe Community. Um, You can find me online at ReikiCafeUniversity.com for all of my blogs and podcasts and, and courses and all of those things. But my playground still is Facebook groups. Like I, I, I like it over there and I like doing lives and we do it often and we have freebies when you enter, join the group. So that is the, the main space. I never kind of switched over to Instagram. I mean, I have stuff over there, but if you message me on Facebook messenger, you're actually going to get a response. <laughs> I love it. You'll get a real human, even. <laughs> really, Ooh, human. most likely, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I feel like you've like stirred up a little bit of the the rebel witch in me. So thank you for that as well. Oh, wonderful. So we can find you on Facebook and your group. Expect to be able to hang out with you there. Have fun to know that you care. Thank you so much. Well, it's I am been an honor. Yeah, I'm honored as well, Lexi. Yeah, it's been just so incredible to, again, we're just reminded from the intake form and just looking over that to see where you are in the world now and to just really celebrate your entire journey. And I know that this is still like just the beginning too. Like there's still so much more unfolding and I'm just so excited to see where it's going. And so we'll have to have you come back in, you know, X months or a year, whatever from now and be like, okay, where are you now? How are the chickens? How are the goats? How are those five meals a week? (laughs) Um, That sounds amazing. Not having to think about dinner. So I love that. Um, But yeah, I just adore you. And I love the work that you're doing in the world. And um, just when you even said the, your taboo type, like as that sage, like you truly are that, that's, you are the embodiment of your work and you are just such a, um, embodied leader in this industry. And so just bowing to you and just loving you up for everything that you're doing and your potent magic in the world, because we need more of that. So thank you for all that you do and all that you be. And, uh, I'm so glad our listeners got to hang in, hang in, hang out, tune in, you know, hang in with you today. (laughs) Thank you, Christine. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been my pleasure. So happy to come on anytime to uh, shine some light. Like I love the Taboo Institute and what you guys are all doing. Um, Vicki, you have a special place in my heart with all of the support that you've given me. And Lexi, like I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been for this beautiful creation that you have made Taboo Institute in- into. Like it's been it's been an amazing journey and I'm, I'm still in the continued mastery, like, because I believe in that support. And I, I, I was listening to coursework this morning because it uplifts me. Right. So even as a graduate, I'm like, I'm going, I'm just going to listen to that transformation practitioner lesson again. Like, I right. <laughs> I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That always makes me happy to hear that people are going back and tuning in because it, it and also, when you go back, you just something lands differently each time. So when you are a master, you go back and you master those basics. So I love that so much. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you love most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interweb, do some stocking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.